In my experience, conversations are best had with a glass of whiskey. Join me, Alan Kogan, as I engage in meaningful discussions while enjoying a glass of my favorite spirit. Welcome to the Kogan Conversation. Hey, everybody. Uh, obviously, if you're watching, this is a brand new setup. This is uh, what we had envisioned from the beginning, but it's kind of tough to set up when you're in an apartment that has limited space, limited ambiance. You know, you have neighbors, you have kids screaming outside. Uh, and I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to, you know, go about doing this, especially with not really having any capital to have a, a nice studio or, or whatever. Especially this is a this is a passion project. This podcast was never meant to be uh, supplemental income. If it ever gets to that point and we we do start to get a little bit of a following and, and traffic some stuff and get some cool guests to talk to, uh, and I find a really interesting groove to, to go into to a good conversation with a glass of whiskey, then that's great. Um, I've been told lots of times, uh, whether it be over the phone or working previous jobs. I used to work in customer service, answering phones all the time. And I was always told that I had a radio sounding voice. Uh, and I'm never that, you know, one to get too much of an ego when it comes to that stuff, because I'm very self-conscious. I'm, I'm a classically trained musician. I play the violin. I play piano. I play uh, guitar, a couple other instruments I can dabble on. Um, but I was always very shy performing in front of other people. I've never really been on camera looking at a camera like I am right now talking to someone. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, I'm talking to you uh, without any visual. But you know, this is a different medium. And I think this is really good, a really good exercise for me professionally and personally to just kind of spread my wings in a way that allows my voice to be heard in a more uh, nuanced and, and uh, elaborated manner. That being said, though, this is a passion project. This is this is something that I'm exploring at at just building up a, a resume for myself, a portfolio for myself. Because at the end of the day, I do want to be an academic. I am an academic. I do I do legal research and and, and academic research and social science research. I I have papers in the pipeline for my own personal benefit. I have stuff at work that I'm I'm working on currently that I want to expand on and really drive into. Uh, I officially signed a contract with the United States military as a, a member of the National Guard. Um, for those of you who don't know, I live in Virginia, and uh, I <laughs> I signed with the Pennsylvania National Guard because they have a larger budget, and they're able to get me what I want so I can be an officer in the National Guard and be a part-time soldier serving our country uh, while also working uh, the same job I have uh, here in the D.C. area. And just kind of kind of have both best of both worlds. So this podcast will go on, and I think it's it's a great way for me to, you know, stay motivated, stay uh, interested in, in a bunch of different things. Uh, an interesting way for me to therapeutically vent, whether to be our uh, to our producer Grant, who's who's done an amazing job with everything so far. Uh, Grant is actually on on a call with me right now, with on me on the podcast. This is going to be me mostly just talking, but Grant's here to, to step up and, and say, hey, or if he have, has any thoughts or whatever that we're going to just kind of drive down uh, kind of a retrospective of everything so far this year. But um, this, is, this is a therapeutic outlet for me to just expand on things. <clears throat> and one of the, one of the things that, I always stick to is the reason why I started this podcast. Grant and I and a couple other friends had convened years ago in my parents' basement thinking about, you know, is there an interesting angle that I can take this on? Do I have a voice? Among my friends, I was always the political political guy who was uh, able to make sense and rationale of the political landscape that was going on. In another life, I could probably be a political uh, strategist. Uh, strategist, however you want to say it, but I, I find myself very tuned into the the behavioral tendencies of people who look at politics in, in in a very business salesmanship type way, and a lot of times that can come off cold because if you're trying to sell an idea, like for instance. Uh, lowering the recidivism rate in Milwaukee County at a nonprofit by having more humanity and empathy and understanding. Uh, that doesn't sell to a lot of conservative voters because they don't like the, the, the idea that you are, quote unquote, helping a criminal. Now, we can spend time 
arguing with them and saying how horrible they might sound or be for saying, for believing that. But at the same time, that doesn't move the needle. What is a common goal that everyone wants? It's to save tax dollars, right? So if we take these certain policy perspectives and, and, and prescriptions and show the, the world and, and the people in certain communities that we can save dollars, save on crime itself and save on resources, wouldn't it be better to do what we're doing at nonprofits in a more community engaging way? Um, so it's tough because you, you often think that emotions win and, and you can guilt someone into being on your side. And now we're seeing that heightened to the nth degree in 2020. We are seeing things emotionally tense more than ever. And the reason why I started the podcast was because I wanted to get myself off of Facebook, off of Twitter, uh, comment threads and arguments and things that were going on that if I posted uh, an article about something and I said a little four sentence blurb about it, you know, I never post anything that I haven't read or at least skimmed. So I know the, the just of it, but I was getting, you know, confronted with very harsh combative language and assumptions about my character and my reasoning for sharing something or my reasoning for saying something about that thing. And it kind of got disgusting. And part of it is perhaps my reading into it too much. Um, Grant could probably attest that, you know, sometimes we read into things too much just in general as, as, as uh, human beings. But I think Facebook and, and Twitter and texting and social media in general uh, even emails, unless you're putting forth an effort that really allows you to, you know, have a, a personality in your text to where you're not losing tone, you're going to sound like an asshole. You're going to come across as someone who is just in social media terms, dunking on someone because you think that they're wrong. My best example this year actually just recently happened. And it was something that I've been interested to talk about, and I really wanted to expand on it more. And uh, I'll let Grant pipe in if he has any thoughts after I expand upon it. But the confirmation hearing, or the confirmation hearings, and the confirmation of uh, now Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Now I've seen everything from she is God's gift to conservatives, all the way to she's a monster who hates gay people. Now. The problem with both of those arguments is it doesn't take into account what the purpose of the Supreme Court is. The purpose of the Supreme Court is to be an independent uh, branch of, of, of government that is meant to interpret the laws and policies as they are challenged after being gone through the gauntlet of the appellate court system in this country. The Supreme Court is just an appellate court. It's the last one. And they only hear 80 cases a year. They turn down the majority of cases that are that are submitted to them. And most of the cases they hear are just a bunch of, you know, tax law and IRS code and real above the shoulder stuff that you don't really ever hear about. And it's not very sexy to be on the news. But once in a while you have the the Hobby Lobby cases and the the uh, the baker who who rejected a, a gay wedding cake cases and stuff like that comes through the pipeline. Roe v. Wade. Those landmark cases that really decide certain things. Um, but the problem is to assume that Amy Coney Barrett is the worst type of person because of how she'll interpret the law, to me, doesn't make sense because the law itself is what the problem is in your eyes. I personally, I believe that everyone should have a right to be married to whoever they want to, period. It shouldn't be a question at all. However, I still adopt the jurisprudence that Amy Coney Barrett and Scalia had. I, st I love Ginsburg, and I adopt a lot of her thoughts and, and ideas too. But originalism to me is the most rational, safe-sounding way to interpret a document that was written. The Constitution was written in 1780, or ratified in 1789, right? And originalism basically says that those words are to be interpreted as they were meant. And if we want to amend that constitution, the framers put forth an amendment process to allow that to change. So if we want to 
uh, enshrine LGBTQ rights in a way that is in, indisputable, and we want to enshrine that in the Constitution, that can be a conversation and debate we, that we have. Or we can make the best argument we can with policies that are in place, with states' rights uh, in, included, per the Tenth Amendment, that we enshrine the rights of people to be able to do what they want, because the government, in all fairness, shouldn't be a part of saying who and who should not be married. So in reality, the Constitution shouldn't even talk about it. But that's not a popular opinion because a lot of people put a lot of emotional weight into the Constitution as a living document that should protect everything as times change. And I'm fully empathetic with that. I understand that. But we start doing that with one law and one segment of society. We start making everything else a little more squishy. And the Constitution should be a constant. It should be above all of the politicians and the corruption and the bullshit that we have out of the White House. It should be the one constant document that we have to live and breathe by so that our democratic system, our republic, can stand. And to project this anger that uh, Amy Coney Barrett may rule against uh, abortion rights or gay rights because she interprets it a different way than a Ginsburg or a Sotomayor or a Kagan. Is that because she hates gay people? Is that because she's injecting her her, uh, her Catholic beliefs into the country? Or is it because that her judicial philosophy mandates that she have no, uh, just like Escalia would say, had has no take or position on a policy? But if that policy is unconstitutional in the originalist mindset, it is unconstitutional. Write a better law and make a better argument. And obviously the argument is humanity, right? And love. And I, I, I'm fully supportive of that argument. I think we all need to be on that same page. But that doesn't mean that the, that the court needs to throw out rationale or due process or anything just because we feel bad about something. And that goes to you know throwing out due process with all these crazy things that are happening with police brutality. We can't just in a court of public opinion, start chastising and tearing people apart without having all the facts before us. For whatever reason in this country in the last how many years we have begun assuming the worst in people. And we can't do that if we want to survive. And now here we are just a day before the election. I'm recording this right before Halloween. It's going to be released right after Halloween, the, the night before uh, November 3rd, Tuesday, November 3rd. And 2020 could be the most consequential election of, of, of our lifetime, but not because of who wins or loses, but because our reaction to the winner or the loser may define this country for years to come. We don't know who's going to win, but it doesn't matter. I personally, I voted third party. And a lot of people will say that's throwing away a vote. People on the right will say that's a vote for Biden. People on the left will say it's a vote for Trump. People will say that, that a vote for third party is just a protest vote. In some ways it might be, because both options and the major parties that are viable uh, contenders are pretty much trash. They're awful choices. And I've made this argument before, but I'll never understand why the Democrats thought that the best way to defeat Trump would be to repeat every mistake they made in 2016, but instead with an older white guy who has a very shoddy record and has never been a progressive in his life. I'm not saying the progressive wing of the Democratic Party should be the winner of, of the party. I should, that should not be the platform. Uh, I'm not saying that it should, but I mean, read, read the, the lines in the sand. You know what's going on. This is a populist contest. And the only reason Biden might win, it looks like he's going to, and who knows, but it's because people don't like Trump. People are, are upset with Trump. And I, I, I fail to see the, the scenario in which Biden or Trump wins and everything is smoothed over. We still have four more years of either of these guys. And after that, what does it look like? What's the plan? What's the plan if Trump 
wins four more years. And what, is, what do we do after Trump? Does Trump just go away? Does Trumpism, does the, the support of Donald Trump go away? Both the good and bad. And yes, there's good and bad. There are good people who support Trump. There are there are good uh, policies that he's had. Uh, there are bad policies that he's had. There are bad people that support him. That same notion goes for Joe Biden. And that nuance, that misunderstanding, that that uh, that thing that people are incapable of admitting that that Biden is 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 equally as uh, criticizable, if that's a word. Uh, as Donald Trump, that's what that's what's tearing us apart. Our social fabric cannot continue if we can't sit down and have an honest conversation with each other about these big issues, about issues like Amy Coney Barrett, without going into a personal attack and 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 attacking someone because of their religion or their their philosophy on 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 judicial rulings. Um just because we want our team to win. Both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans and their supporters are emotionally charged. Both sides have ads that are making it sound like if Biden wins, suburban America will be torn apart by gang violence. And if Trump wins, then you can wish all your good, uh, your, your rights and, and, and America goodbye. And I don't think either of those are true. But they're being used as these fear-mongering, disgusting tactics to try to so divide and, and provide power to whatever party might get it. And don't think for a second that both parties don't work together in some kind of way. The Lindsey Grahams and the McConnells and the, and the Schumers and the Pelosi's all work together and talk together and know each other very well. They've been there for a long time. And we have gotten so tied up in all this federal bullshit. The federal government was never meant to have this impact on our lives. So why are we letting it? Because it's on our social media page like that all the time, in our face, nonstop. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC just battering us with information. I mean, if, if you'd watch the, uh, the mainstream news right now on TV, you would see that there's a ticker. There's a, there's a clock countdown for the election, election night in three days. And every, it's like, what are, what are we doing? Why focus on your community, where you live, your neighbors, your friends, your family, talk to your people, work with your older people, your city council, run for something in your local community to make change. I had a wonderful conversation with a guest, uh, Samuel Casper, and him and I talked about the most unique and exotic trip you could ever take in life is stepping in the backyard of your neighbor's house. Because that is one thing that people fail to do. It happens once in a while. And I grew up pretty in a, in a pretty good neighborhood where we, uh, where we all kind of got along. But that, that kind of went away. Usually when you have kids around, you know, kids and parents kind of get to know each other. But for the most part, people aren't taking care of their neighbors. People aren't loving their neighbors. People aren't engaged in the things that matter. We are stuck in this hypersensitive political uh, argument that, that will never cease. It's like we're, we're constantly at the Thanksgiving table and, and your drunk uncle is yelling about how Trump is the best and your, your other family member who doesn't have a stereotype is, is talking about Biden, right? Unfortunately, the drunk uncle is usually the conservative in the, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, I mean, I don't know. I grew up a Saturday Night Live, so it's just how it is. But <laughs> um, how do we get past this? How do we get off this, 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 this Thanksgiving debate and focus on what matters to you and I, to people that are just wanting to make a living, wanting to come home and have a, a meal with their family? I promise you that this election and the results of the election will not have any consequential change for you at all. It won't. But you know what does? Local elections, local legislation, local city council decisions, school board decisions, funding, budget, all that stuff at the local level, city, county, and some state. Even the state government isn't supposed to, to, isn't supposed to matter for your day-to-day -day life. There are certain things that matter. 
there are certain policies at the at the at the president at the presidential level that matters for you know how we go about certain things, but for the most part, it doesn't, and it doesn't level. It doesn't matter to the degree that we're we're worrying about it right now. So that's why I sat down with Grant, our wonderful producer, and said, "Hey, I have this vision about having." One of my passions and my hobbies and my vices, whiskey, be a center point of a conversation because it's disarming. Notice my new setup, if, if you're watching this and if you're not watching this and you're just listening to the podcast, please maybe hop over to YouTube or, or Facebook and see the new setup that I have because it this matters for my voice and, and the audio as well. It's more comfortable. It's more relaxed. It's more cozy. I have next to me my my big old whiskey shelf full of all my whiskeys. It doesn't, the camera, the frame doesn't encapsulate the entire uh, whiskey shelf, but that's okay. It's got all my options here. It's what I know. It's what I like. And it's what I can sit down and have a good conversation with. Having a good glass of whiskey, not only does it loosen you up because alcohol, but it disarms you and, and settles you down and, and lets you have this ice-breaking type of, of thing as a centerpiece to a conversation. Sitting down with someone over a glass of whiskey, over a, over a cup of coffee even, can be a much more comfortable thing than going on a Facebook comment thread and, and hashing it out over an article that 90% of people don't read, especially those who want to jump down my throat and accuse me of the worst horrible things without even knowing my opinion. We need to be able to sit down and have conversations like this while enjoying some whiskey and enjoy nuance, critically think, understand that even if we have a conversation for more than two hours where we just talk about the issue, there is more conversation to be had. And understand that every single issue that exists at the federal level, whether it be on the Democratic side or the Republican side, all those issues can be discussed and flushed out and understood in different ways. But those arguments need to be approached in a way that isn't combative or maligned, maligning to the other side. We can't assume that Republicans or Democrats don't have the best intentions when they go to legislate. We can call corruption for what it is when it happens, but we can't just assume the worst in people. That's the number one thing. That's the theme of what I'm saying tonight. We have to be able to have difficult, taboo conversations without going at each other's throats. This election has been, this, this entire election season has been chaotic. And it's been multiplied by a pandemic in which at the same time we're having difficulty having conversations. We can't even discuss whether it's good or bad or right or wrong to wear a mask. And here's, here's my argument for the mask. Even if, that, that, let's say that science is settled, masks work 100%, doesn't matter. And I, I'm, not, I, I'm not even going to get down that rabbit hole because I'm not a scientist, I'm a medical expert. But settled, right? Those who don't believe that, First of all, that's, that's a difficult situation because how do you make the argument? But I've said this before, and this is my argument. Even if the masks don't work, even if you believe they don't work, even if you think that the, all the medical science that's, that is claiming to be settled is a bunch of liberal hoaxy hoo-ha, fine. But isn't the idea or the, 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 the likelihood that you could be saving lives enough for you to just say, well... It's only a mild inconvenience. I'm going to wear a mask where I need to, where I can't socially distance, where I, where I have to go into a crowded area. And I'd rather find out afterwards that masks did nothing rather than find out later that they could have saved thousands. We won't know that information until far in the future when we have actual data to, to study when this pandemic is more under control. So just imagine, a mask is what? A piece of cloth over your face? 
take the inconvenience and and just wear it and don't worry about it. We can have arguments and nuanced conversations about where and when and how and who should be enforcing these things and, and why maybe the government shouldn't be, but private businesses should. But I think that's just a lost cause because we're we're losing the humanity in the in, in the in the in the conversation. We're getting so frustrated because we've been locked down and quarantined and there's elections going on and everyone's at level 10 freaking out. And it's just one more argument to be had. I, I'm fearful that we are at this point in our society where we just want an argument to have. We're looking for arguments. We're looking at reasons to, to yell at the Democrats or the Republicans for certain things. We're watching everything under a microscope and saying, oh, he's not wearing a mask. When in reality, he's outside and there's no one around him and he probably doesn't need to because he's not by anybody. But we're not having these conversations in the right way. The same happens for all this police brutality stuff. We're, we're, take, we're jumping to conclusions on certain things. As horrible and tragic as George Floyd's death was, more information came out that led a, shed a little bit of light on why and how things happened. It doesn't make him dying okay. That doesn't make the officer justified for how he handled the situation. I think every ha every situation could be handled in a better way, of course. But to just outright say that this officer was a racist who wanted to kill someone that day, I think that's very, very egregious. And that, that doesn't help move the conversation in the correct direction to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But people are afraid of having those difficult conversations because they're afraid of having their opinions... Uh, rebuked and 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 dismantled, and it's frustrating because I think those conversations are the most important conversations we can have. Anyway, that was a long-winded way to say that this was the reasoning behind the podcast: is to sit down with a conversation, having a glass of whiskey, and enjoying the company of someone who is interested in moving the needle in a good, productive way in in, in society. I don't plan on having the majority of my conversations being political, but I would probably argue that every conversation has a semblance of politics in it, right? It, 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 how we shape the public discourse is how we move forward together, is how we move forward on every single topic that exists. There's a lot of politics that involve whiskey. And what I love about whiskey is that whiskey has this really unique... Uh, I want to say complex flavor profile that, I mean, all these different things you have, uh, you have the nose and all these different flavors that come through and then you taste it. And it's like, wow, this tastes like something I've never had before. And you have all these different reference points, points and leather and, 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 uh, different oils and, and bacon and smoked meats and, and, uh, caramel and vanilla and all these things. Whiskey is just like our social discourse. It's full of different perspectives, full of complex situations that require us to settle down, take a breath, take a step back, take a seat, listen to someone who you may or may not disagree with, and most importantly, listen to someone who you do disagree with for sure. Step into someone's shoes and understand their point of view, understand their upbringing, understand why someone might vote for Trump. Don't assume that they're voting for Trump because they're a racist. That does not help anybody to make that assertion. And don't assume someone voting for Biden is someone who's a socialist. That's equally as bad. We have to stop making these comparisons that are just tearing us apart and playing name games and pointing fingers and, and, and ripping apart social fabric does not help. That being said, I want to thank Grant for helping me out. And uh, I, I think what I want to do now is is kind of go into what Grant and I have planned next, what what the what the plan is going forward for the podcast, and uh, what we hope to see post November third, uh, twenty twenty, after the election's over. We may not know the winner right away because things are a little crazy. Things are different and difficult, and I, I hope cooler heads prevail, and I hope that our republic can be saved from any emotional uh, reaction that could happen in this country. I think we're stronger than a lot of people would think we are. But I guess I'll, I'll, I'll stop before I continue because I've been rambling a little bit. 
But I wanted to get some of that off my chest because I think there's an important point to be made about how we have how we have to go forward in having uh, conversations and communications with each other. It's so important. And I, I'm, I'm pleading with anyone who listens or watches this that just chillax. Just, just take a chill pill. Tensions are high. There are big stakes at play. I agree. And there are things that I will fight for till my dying days as far as rights and individual liberties go. And your, your ability to do what you want, love who you want, be who you want, I will always fight for that. But we can't do it in a way that basically just points a finger and, 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 and destroys anyone who doesn't believe or agrees with you 100%. That's not how we go forward. We can't have conversations like that. The best way to have a, a, a new idea or a new uh, prescription for something is to have 99 bad ideas in a room. Because those bad ideas can spur new good ideas that the entire room can agree upon and work on and, and, and kind of brain right and thrash and, and figure out the best way to go forward. That's how Congress should be working. They don't because they're playing team sports because they're working on sowing the divide to make sure that they keep power and having Republican people and Democratic people, red states and blue states. That's what they're doing. And that's what we're allowing them to do. We can't. Your neighbor who flies a Trump flag while you fly a Biden flag, probably has more in common with you than you'll ever imagine. And all it takes is for you to go knock on the door and sit down and have a conversation because that is going to be so disarming to them and for you. It puts you in a different, different, difficult, very uncomfortable place. But I guarantee it'll allow you to have a really interesting uh, understanding of their perspective. They'll understand your perspective. It'll be a conversation and I guarantee you'll be friends. And having a glass of whiskey with that conversation wouldn't hurt or a cup of coffee. But again, I digress. Um, Grant, what say you as, uh, as you appear in the back like uh, my young Jamie? Oh, what say I? Um, so you <laughs> voted you voted third party, huh? <laughs> so you what you want Trump to win? You just that's well, a vote there. for Trump. I don't think I can be your producer anymore. I think I'm there out of here. There it is. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> obviously, I think that was all very, very beautifully said. Um, yeah, it's kind of amazing, isn't it? Uh, June, we started this uh, first episode was talking about good old Joe Biden and the DNC, and here we are, day before the election. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, to say the least. If the uh, meteor hasn't hit us already. As the uh, the scientists are telling us, it might. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we uh, we have done. We have checked off all the boxes for. Uh, how do I want to say it? The uh, Pandora's box, I guess, for the year. I mean, twenty twenty hit. The, the end times. Yeah, no, it feels yeah. like June was forever ago. And I was you just you mentioned George Flight earlier because the first episode was like recorded, I think, two or three days before that happened. Yep. Um, which is. Yeah, it feels like two or three years ago at this point from how much has happened within these. What is this episode? 22, 23, 22 weeks since then. 23, yeah. I guess we took an off week. Yeah. That's only half a year, if that. Only. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, that, that's the crazy thing too is that you know, we 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 face that ethical dilemma in that we were recording basically a podcast of you and I airing our frustrations with Biden, airing yes. our frustrations with the DNC and the process that led to Biden being the nominee out of the seventeen. I would argue better candidates that existed in the Democratic field, for the most part. Well, one of them is his running mate now, so that's something. Yeah, I don't know if she's better, but she is. I mean, I don't know. But but <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like all we were doing were, was airing our frustrations and and trouncing on the fact that th this has been a joke and a corrupt. BS game and 2016 showed us that and they've made the same mistakes and the same 
chess game is being played in 2020, and now we have Biden. And that that's not even a personal attack on Biden, and that's not an endorsement of the other side. Yeah. Um, but we we face this ethical dilemma because we we recorded that two or three days prior to George Floyd being killed, and this this massive upsurge and and resurgence of uh, Black Lives Matter and this whole racial tension that kind of has always been around in our country, but has kind of this roller coaster relationship with the media. Um, and it's like, what do we do? Do we put a disclaimer? Do we say, cause I don't think we said anything that was socially insensitive, but we also didn't want to come across as like bashing the Democrats who are now the champion of BLM. And then in, in that transitive way, then therefore we are trampling on the idea of the movement. And it's like, this could be sticky, but it's also our first episode and no one's going to listen to it except for our friends and family. So what does it matter? Right. It's interesting. You know, I don't, I don't know what the best idea was. And I think what we just did was we put a, a little blurb on the, the description and said, this was recorded on this day. Our hearts go out to the the pain that is existing in, in, in Minneapolis and et cetera, et cetera. And that was probably the saving grace and just let it be. But yeah. Yeah. No, like we've, we've always kind of danced around big kind of topics. I mean, we, we, you talked about police reform on our third or fourth episode or something. And like, we've gotten into stuff, but we've never like, I don't know, like we've had great conversations with a lot of differing viewpoints, but I think something we've kind of talked about, and I don't want to like declare this is our new direction for the podcast, but I think we really want to push having those tough conversations a little bit more. Um, getting a little more uncomfortable, uh, taking ourselves out of our comfort zone. And that just includes, I mean, anybody who comes on who might have a differing viewpoint from you. And then, I mean, challenging maybe stuff you or I think about on a daily basis. So we're not sitting in our own echo chamber, which is something I think, you know, anybody is in danger of doing. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's it was uh, that was a specific thing where it's like, OK, we're not talking about this thing that the world is now talking about. And that was just a matter of timing. And it took us another two weeks to to get onto that topic, you know. Um, so I think another thing where I, I mean, I, I don't want to go ahead and announce all the things that we're trying to plan for this podcast, but I can't you guess open up the floor. But something we want to keep, you know, on topic a little more frequently um, and it would kind of work as a less of a companion to this podcast, but more of like um, the other end of. I guess the the spectrum of what we're trying to do is we're hoping to do more uh, live stream consistently. We we kind of flirted with it a couple times with the the um, RNC and the DNC doing kind of a fun drinking game sort of thing. But I think what we were talking about is doing every Friday, every Monday we release an episode of the Kogan conversation like we've been doing, and then talking about every Friday doing a, a live stream. And making it more political, you know, talking about recent events. Um, and the plan is hopefully to do the first one this Friday. Mm -hmm. um, we may still be in the midst of uh, finding out what the election results are. Like, who knows at this point what's right. going to happen or what the world is going to look like or if there's going to be a world to have a live stream in this Friday. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh but yeah, I think that's that's some of the one of the big things that we're we're hoping to do consistently. Um, just a little rebrand of the thing we did a little while ago called the Mash Bill. Um, and I mean, I'm excited I'm, I, to to do that and just be a little more topical and yeah, push those uh, those uncomfortable conversations even a little bit further. And I don't know, maybe put us on the spot a little more because yeah. um, you can't hide behind editing at a certain point when you're live. Right. Not that right. we've ever hid, hidden behind editing because we've pretty much kept every single episode we've done completely unedited, barring any uh, technical glitches. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that that's the thing is that like the 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 Kogan the Conversations main podcast, which is what this is going to be, uh, is is and always was supposed to be the flagship potpourri conversation, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, if it gets into politics, that's fine. Um, this episode where I'm basically lecturing the camera and talking with you a little bit, 
uh, was starkly political, but mostly just kind of a call to action and saying, hey, because not everything needs to be that. Yeah, it's so like <clears throat> at this point, though, like calling for basic human decency, that shouldn't be a political thing. So I want to call it apolitical at a certain yeah. point. It's it's everyone's so hyper focused on this thing that we have blanketed as as quote unquote politics. But like, I, I guess our desire is to just like get people out of that, operate outside of that, that duopoly that they operate with on a daily basis this tribal nonsense that dehumanizes the other side it's so destructive and i mean i feel like a majority of our episodes have tried to like push that idea and acknowledge that point and i think any i don't know anymore i can't even say that i was gonna say any any normal basic thinking person would would think the same thing but i mean I've been disappointed a lot this year <laughs> in a lot of people. Um, yes. And it's uh, it's getting bad. And I want to fight now. I want to fight for, for basic decency among everyone and to not dehumanize people for who they freaking vote for or who they didn't vote for, for that matter. Like, it's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Um, it has gotten there. Yes. Well, and that's that was like I, I was explaining was that the idea of, of of having a conversation, you sit down with a glass of whiskey, and and you kind of disarm each other and just start at, start at ground level and, and discuss. And I and that's kind of I want to explore with the, the podcast too. Now that I have this new setup, I'm a little more relaxed, and I'm able to, uh, as my mic allows me, because <clears throat> the way that it's set up, <clears throat> if I turn my head. I get a little quieter, so it's just this is just technical back background behind the scenes for the listeners and the viewers. Uh, my mic is to my left, and my whiskey cabinet is to my right. And I have, if I pour stuff, I have to kind of be mindful that if I'm talking away from the microphone, it might sound a little muffled. Um, but I can talk about whiskey, and I can showcase whiskey. I can show what I like. Like right now, I'm drinking uh, one of my favorites. It's uh, Ardbeg Ugadal, and it's it's very smoky and tastes like bacon and maple syrup, and it's aged in sherry oak, and it's amazing. It sounds amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a very dark uh, molasses-y color, and it really sticks to your teeth. And i got to find that that good balance where I'm talking about whiskey but also having a conversation with someone who may or may not be as interested about the whiskey that, as I am. So how do I transition from, and the flavor of the day is whiskey, how about those airlines? What do you think about them? And it's like, that's not a, that's interesting. How do you, how do you transition that way? Um, yeah. So I think there's going to be, there's lots of stuff that we have planned that, that, that trying to rebrand a little bit, trying to make this more of a, an elegant uh, idea. And uh, Grant and I have always talked about this idea that it's like, imagine being on the Titanic. I love the Titanic, the, the historical idea of the Titanic idea, the event of the Titanic. Uh, we both love the movie because it's a it's a cinematic accomplishment, um, as flawed as it is for historical uh, value. There is a lot of they get right. There's a lot they get wrong. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, no, I, I love it too. Um, but the Titanic was this great, big, elegant microcosm of society. It had first through third class. It had all these things going forward. It was the unsinkable ship. That was riveted together with with very imperfect iron and and it had a lot of a lot of metallurgists suggest that people at the time when building the Titanic knew that the iron sheets that they had gotten for the Titanic uh, were compromised. But they said, no, we don't want to be late. We want to uh, be early. We want to save money on this project and we want to get this done. Well, when it hit the iceberg, those compromised iron uh, slats and rivets were more prone to being stretched and popped and, and torn apart. Had every single rivet and, and slat in that ship been perfect, uh, there might have been more time, if not no sinking, uh, that would have happened. And the damage would have been controlled to this that one little area in the, in the, in the aft uh, bulkhead. I digress about Titanic because I could go down. That could be another podcast. Um, the point was, though, to be, you know, you're on a Titanic and you're 
you know, you're you're having dinner or something, and then and there's a scene in the movie when the guy, the boys of the room, they uh, retire to the brandy room for a smoke, and they smoke and talk politics, and they're masters of the universe and whatever. And obviously, that's a very sexist, old timey notion where uh, men were the guys who went and had the fun, and women had to go back and do women's work. And you know, I don't think that's a good thing at all. But the idea of that elegant Victorian 18th century, 19th century time. Uh, that that kind of bled into the 20th century in the in the early 1900s up until the 20s before the crash, uh, because really in the in the 20s, the late 20s and 30s and 40s is when we had a culture shift from that Victorian style elegant, and you know other than the social changes that I now am glad have changed, of course, that the the culture and the way that people interacted with people and how we 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 dressed up to go out, everyone men wear top hats. Uh, that, that's just kind of a neat culture and a cool, very gentlemanly type aspect. And those of you who probably know better nowadays, uh, Red Dead Redemption has kind of brought forth that idea that you're, you're in San Denis and you're able to dress up and wear a bowler's hat or a, or a top hat and be fancy and wear a vest and have a gold chain and whatnot. All that, all that kind of cool stuff. We want that aesthetic because it, it, it brings you back to a time when you can sit down at a saloon or a bar or a table and have a glass of whiskey or a brew or something and enjoy a conversation about someone who's in your local community uh, or now that we have the, the power of the internet, uh, part of our, our more grand community. So how do we, how do we take that and translate that onto film uh, or into audio for the podcast's podcasts purposes? Um, and this is our solution for now is that this uh, sit back and elegant, my, my wing back chair and my desk and, uh, having a glass of whiskey and dress a little nicer than just a t-shirt and uh, see where it goes. But, you know, we have lots of things planned down the, down the pipeline. We, uh, obviously the, the mash bill, it's, it's actually going to be called the political mash bill, which will be uh, live every Friday. And we're working on the logistics of that. We want to have it start the Friday after the election, which will be November 6th. So this Friday, um, we, uh, <laughs> Much to our dismay, much to my dismay, we uh, started a TikTok just to have a little bit more of a a way to get followers to go into certain places. There's a lot of social media algorithms that get just get the word out for the podcast. Obviously, the the content that I push on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, on any of those those are all secondary and and tertiary to uh, to the podcast and the mash bill. The podcast will always be number one. The Mashville will be a good supplement to that. Um, but stay tuned. We got lots in store. Uh, the whole entire goal is to, it's to, it's to, I guess, dive through and destroy this, this, this divide that we have and just ignore all this peripheral nonsense BS that exists right now in our society. I know it won't go away on November 3rd. I know it won't go away on January 20th when we have a new president or, or, a reelected Trump, uh, because it, people, I mean, it's just how our society is. So how do we go forward? And I think it's very important for us to, to consume and produce these types of things and set examples. And I know we're not the only podcast out there and there's no question that this is not, you know, the most professionally done thing, but we're trying to get there. And we're, I think we're, we're, our production value is pretty awesome. Grant has done a wonderful job, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> as he laughs at me <laughs> i'm laughing at myself no it's fine um you mentioned tiktok because we didn't have enough chinese surveillance on us already um yeah <laughs> well um yeah here. no we, we you, you're just stating it very well yeah trying to smash through that uh one side versus the other um and we like feedback too to anybody yes. watching we we really like or listening, like leave a review on any podcast platform. We want to hear your feedback and we, we, what can we do better? Um, do you want to have a glass of whiskey? Do you enjoy whiskey? Do you want to come on and talk to us about something? Do you disagree? Message us. Well, we'd love to have you on. We'd love to make that happen. Um, we set, I think we originally set this out too, where it's like, let's have some normal conversations with some normal people and um obviously we had a vice presidential candidate on and podcast hosts and all these people but most of our guests have been people we know normal people that we want to talk to about things um yeah 
so yeah please let us know what you think give us some feedback feel free to just like if you're you know most of you who listen to this i'm sure you have us added on social media like message us give us a call if you have our number and talk to us you know um i can say too from this like outset like we never intended on this being like an entirely uh remote setup like obviously our dream is to have as many guests as possible in person talking to alan and talking to us but uh just the way we were set up and starting this right after this pandemic hit um i mean we, we our hand was kind of forced unfortunately but i can safely say since starting this i i've i don't think i've ever been as close to you alan or a lot of people a part of this um so weirdly yeah this this setup of of at least once a week having a glass of whiskey and just getting into stuff has uh definitely been like good healthy even and uh keeping me sane to a degree and uh yeah it's given me a lot to um focus my energy on as well um because yeah i think a lot of the issue is is people getting caught up in that that us versus them thing that's pushed every second of every day on every piece of media you consume you know it's like your feed is just full of it and i find every single time this year the remedy has been just talking to someone and realizing oh this this isn't normal people aren't normally like this you talk to someone and people are like you have common ground just speaking each other's language is like a, just like a start and that the, the language of messaging someone, not even messaging, just like leaving a comment on someone's Facebook posts is is not speaking. It's not it's not engaging. It's it's it's, it's like it's talking through two brick walls. There's there's nothing there. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah. please come on, engage with us. Let us know what you think. Um, you could shit all over us. I don't care. Like it, it'll make us better. You know. Yeah, and I, yeah, seriously. Then this, this is maybe I should have done the call to action in the beginning, um, because I don't know, you know, we don't have as big of a following as I mean, we we didn't have any plan. We had no, we had no goal. The goal was to continue the podcast, and I think it'd be brilliant if we were able to, you know, have a solid following that was outside of our friend group. I know we have a couple people that I've I've seen reviews on from Apple Podcasts, which is pretty cool, um, but. Leave a review on and give us a a rating on on Apple and follow us on Spotify and uh, all the other podcast platforms that exist. Uh, but but most importantly, let us know what you want to hear. What what are you missing in your podcast life that you could benefit from? Do you want me to do more whiskey reviews in person, where I I sit here in front of the camera and talk about whiskey exclusively? Would that be more interesting? On top of having you know good old conversa- conversations with each other. Um, you know, if, is there any content that I could do better? Um, this is a pretty much a two-man band, and, and Grant and I have been hammering this out, uh, you know, from the beginning with you know blood, sweat, and tears, and just passion for having an outlet. And even though we're spending some of our own money just to have things to be a little easier, whether it be a, a recording software or a, a software that allows us to post to more than one social media at a time and schedule things out so we don't have to worry about it, just to get the word out and have a following. Um, if we never turn a profit and we just end up, I think we calculated it. It's, it's, we're paying pretty, pretty little per month between the two of us. Um, fine. But I think what, what I get out of this is that it's a therapeutic way for us to just sit down and relax. And it's, it's also constant. It keeps me reliable. It keeps me reliable to myself. It keeps me reliable to grant and grant reliable to, to me. Um, you know, outside of the friendship, it's, you know, him and I have known each other for a lot of years and now we're doing something that's more or less a business venture. And, uh, Hey, you know, it hasn't wrecked us yet. So that's good. Yeah. And it won't, (laughs) it won't. I think we, I think it would just be like totally transparent and this might be just like a little too much where it's like, I think we've had, we had a, a gentleman agreement going into it, knowing that like, I think I've, we've reminded ourselves probably once a week since starting this, like, hey, if it's ever not fun or if it ever stops being fun, just like let's tell each other right away because then we can either adjust or just know that that's the point where we got to just stop or take a break for a bit. Yep. And it hasn't stopped being fun. I've, I've, there's never been a time where I'm like, 
hating anything that's happening with this. Um, it's just, it's been great to, to have something consistent to, like you said, I've been building my portfolio professionally and creatively and my skill set has expanded. I've learned about podcasting I knew nothing about. Now I know I feel like I've, I've got so much experience just like running a weekly podcast, something I've never done before. I never thought to do. Um, I've done live streams, which I'm going to try and do more of now too with you. Um, I've been a co-host on a podcast, which I, I hate listening to myself speak or hearing <laughs> any of my opinions out in the open ever. And that's been uh, definitely pushing myself out of my comfort zone, but it's never not been fun. So that's that's something to just note as well that like we're having a great time doing this um and so that's why we want to i mean that's why we're trying to change it up we're trying to keep it fresh for ourselves and for the audience and and you know anybody listening or watching right now like we want you involved we want to to know where you want to see us go how you want to see us grow if you want to see us grow in a certain direction um because we're still playing, you know, we're still fig we're still tinkering. And I don't think that's ever going to stop. It's never going to stop changing. And we don't want to stop trying to improve ourselves or the show itself um, right. or any other offshoot that comes from this. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I told Grant off camera before. <laughs> it's like we're, we're taking all these ideas and, and, and dumping them in a bucket of, of Elmer's glue. And then we're taking that big old ball of ideas and we're just throwing it at the wall. And that, those ideas include TikTok and YouTube and, and, you know, social media and how, how do we, what sticks, how, what sticks the longest and how does it, you know, how does it shape and form and, and how do we change it? How do we, how do we make it better? It just so um, happens that your viewing audience gets to see all the things, even if they don't stick. That That's right. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm going to end on uh, a final plug because uh, I haven't said this yet, and I, I I hope those of you who have stuck around through the, the the length of this and who have enjoyed hearing me speak, uh, enjoyed hearing me and Grant kind of have a retrospective of the year and prepare ourselves uh, and 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 you know get ready for what could be a pretty tumultuous time for our country, um, but it shouldn't be because I. I've made those points already, but, uh, we have merch. The merch that we have is through Printify and it's, it's, uh, we also have a store through bonfire that we're going to make obsolete that has been in every, uh, the link has been in everything that we've posted, but the bonfire link no longer is going to be around. Uh, Printify is going to be doing everything for us. It is print on demand. I don't have to hold anything in stock. There's no inventory. And uh, this is not a sponsorship at all. <laughs> They're not paying me to say this, but Printify has been very helpful and very forthcoming in making a uh, a merch store that can exist on our website in a very user-friendly way. So if you go to our website, www.thecogancombo.com, you'll find a bunch of merch. And one of the merch items that exists are these Glen Karen glasses. And also uh, up here, we have a rocks glass. Uh, obviously, for you, those of you listening, uh, you have to go on our website and check it out. I need to order that from a, a third party, and I need enough people to place an order on our website if you want these glasses. So if you want these whiskey glasses that have our logo on them, please either message me, comment on one of our social medias, uh, direct message us on social media, or go order it on our website, and we will get one to you as soon as possible. Otherwise, all the other merch, whether it be shirts, hats, magnets, stickers, whatever, uh, that's all ready to be ordered and shipped to you today. So just, you know, help us out. Uh, some of the stuff is Kogan Conversation centric with our logo. The other stuff is completely independent and just a cool t-shirt. Uh, so check it out. I really appreciate it. We also have a Patreon. If you please go subscribe, help us out. Again, this podcast was never meant to be this thing where we're you know, building 50 million followers and being Joe Rogan. But we want to do this and make the best content. And to do that, we need support. And our friends and family have been more than supportive. But if, you know, those of you out, out there who who don't know if you can help us out or you don't really know if you, you really want to listen to us more, at least reach out to us and give us some feedback. And if you're able to, if you're generous enough, please help us out on either buying merch or on Patreon. I'd really appreciate it. And with that, uh, I'm going to go finish my whiskey. 
I think Grant and I are going to digest uh, some of the stuff that we have coming up. But I really appreciate it. This uh, this was supposed to be just a retrospective, chillaxing. This is the new setup that you're going to be seeing on the podcast. Uh, hopefully, it helps my voice come through on the on the the audio form if you listen to the podcast, so I can sound a little more more relaxed and professional and calm, cool, and collected, uh, rather than being tensed at a desk. But uh, that's what I got. So uh, thank you, Grant. Absolutely. Thank you, Alan. It's been a been a trip. <laughs> it's been a trip. All right, man. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining the Kogan Conversation. Be sure to like, share, and follow us on all social media platforms. This podcast is available in video form on Facebook and YouTube, and audio on all platforms where podcasts are supported. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just a few bucks a month can really help us grow. Visit us online at www.thekoganconvo.com for more details.